Dave Da, Aubie Nakan. Welcome to podcast number 43. Well, it's been a tough week this week. We get, um, we do get quite a few tough weeks, which can be if we're busy or kind of emotional funerals or just the everyday running a, a business um, with increasing red tape. And I think this week we've we've had all three. Um, I know all funerals are sad, but I think it is fair to say that some are a lot sadder than others. Um, for example, we, we had a funeral this week of a lovely chap from Wadebridge who was 100. And so it was really, it was a celebration of a life, although it was sad that he passed away. And then, of course, you have others that... You know, people haven't obviously, obviously lived that long. And I always remember Father said that the day you stop feeling the emotions is the day you should stop funeral directing because you won't be doing your job right. So, um, yeah, I always keep that with me. And, well, since I spoke to it last time, we've we've been here, there and everywhere as, as usual. Um, as well as obviously the crematorium, it's been St. Briarch, um, St. Mary's Catholic Church in Bodmin, which was interesting because um, there's major roadworks at the minute. So the road going under Bodmin Hospital is all blocked off for uh, a month or so. They're redoing the road, I think. So everybody's having to go up to Asylum Clock to turn right if they're going to Austin or anywhere like that. And, of course, we park there just along the road. We did try to get off the road as much as we could, but um, especially, like, um, rush hour time and that is chaos at the minute, absolute chaos. And um, we've had a, another service, obviously, in our chapel, and also with Rock Methodist Chapel today. Um, first time we've been there for a little while, and it was lovely to see my old headmaster there, John Godwin, playing the organ. Oh, and before I forget, what a fantastic response for dear Hazel Mitchell last week. We had a, as you might have heard, if you am, you can always go back on the um, podcast and, you know, hear all the old ones kind of thing. And, um, yeah, fantastic comments with Hazel. And I'm hoping we'll meet up again sometime. It was brilliant hearing her memories. And, one of my old mates, Morgan Skinner, he did actually send me a message. And I think I'll do it now before I forget. Otherwise, um, I'll kick myself directly because um, I would have forgot all about it. But um, I think my Cornish dialect word last week was the one that Hazel used when she said her sister was scritching her eyes out. or She was scritching. And Morgan sent me a message, and it's a slight variation on that. So I thought I would say that one while it's still in my mind. And he's, Morgan said that his mother used to say, you'm scritching like a witnick, which apparently a, a witnick is a weasel. And it made a kind of a screeching noise. So um, that's what Mrs. Skinner used to say. Um, you'm scritching like a witnick. So um, that's me. Cornish dialect for this week. I know it is early. I know I usually do it at the end, but I thought I'd do it while I remembered. So the other thing I was talking about was um, 
Well, just the, the whole thing of running a business, really, and uh, the red tape involved. And um, over the last, well, few years, two to three years, perhaps, there's been a lot of regulations come in um, in the funeral profession and also with funeral plans as well, which, um, to be honest, I think on the whole, it is um, definitely an improvement um, because up until now, or then, kind of thing, last few years, um, anyone, if they get a premises, they could open up as a funeral director without any training or anything. And, um, you know, these new regulations have come in. And I say on the whole, I think it was needed. But cool, it does it does cause a, a lot more work and and studying as well, because um, when I look back, um, well, I I started with father in 83 and then studied. And then I I took my diploma in funeral director in 1987. And um, it was a fantastic year that year, actually, because you don't really usually get many from Cornwall at the same time studying for a diploma. But I think there was about 10 of us then to a hang of a crowd. And, um, you know, you, we were studying for quite a few weeks. And then we actually normally you'd have to go up country to um, up in England to to do a three hour exam and then um, uh, oral exam where you were kind of someone would come in and you would have to arrange a funeral and it could be any any sort of religion or anything. Um, but we went to Plymouth and I tell you what, that year we swept the boards was fantastic because, um, say, it was nationwide and out of the top four, three of us was from Cornwall. Um, one maid, she was first, I forget who was second, and then I was fourth. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, from then on, you, you're always learning every day because um, everything's changing. But you kind of think, well, as far as the studying goes, that's that's pretty much it now. I I did join the, the British Institute of Funeral Directors as well, and I'm still a member of that. But um, yeah, it is a bit of a shock to a system when you're uh, having to, to start studying in that again. But with the funeral side, um, I say, you know, they we've always had inspections of our premises and everything, and that will continue. But, um, you know, it's it's getting a lot stricter on that side. And then also with the funeral plans, um, you know, they've brought regulations in on that as well, which, which is good and, again, which is needed. And I think I might have touched on this um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, anyone now, any, you know, um, funeral plan company or anyone that um, provides plans on their behalf um, they've all got to be now authorized and regulated by the financial conduct authority um, so we have to um, provide all information you know send in our accounts every year and um, answer questionnaires um, they look into us uh, criminal background everything like that and then um you know, once that's okay, like I say, we have these statutory hours that we have to do every year. And I say it's a, it is definitely a good thing. I mean, we could, we could um, not have to go through it in a way, because if we wanted to, we could just introduce funeral plans. So if somebody came in to see us, we could say, yeah, ring this number and they'll look after you. But while we can, I still like to kind of deal with it personally, really on a local level. But I I know that um, with both sides of the regulations, it's 
it has altered the um, funeral directors a little bit, I would say, over the country. Um, I've got a, a few friends, you know, up and down the country that I know that have either thought that the, the paperwork, they've perhaps got bigger companies than me and it's, um, you know, more involved. And it, they felt, well, this is their time now to either sell up to a, a bigger national company or some retired sort of thing. So it's um, it's definitely altered um, the way that the profession is looking. But um, we'll keep plodding on and I'm sure all will be well. So there we go. One thing actually I nearly forgot, and how I could forget it, I don't know, was one of our funerals today. And uh, we used yet again a, a different type of verse to what we've used before. And this was a classic Foden lorry. And I think it was built back in 1956. And, well, it's working life. Um, I know at one stage, I think it was being used on shift work. It was being used nearly 24 hours a day. And um, I think they said that it's done 1.2 million miles since 1956. But, um, yeah, we had that one. We've never um, had it before. I did put a photo this evening. This is Thursday now I'm recording this. I did put a photo on our RJ Bray Facebook page. So if you go on there and have a look, it's a fantastic machine. And we were so lucky because the weather at the minute has, has been horrible, really. As you all know, in Europe, they're sweltering in the heat. And here we're stuck under this jet stream that we just, well, raining nearly all the time. But we was lucky this afternoon. It was dry and we had a nice long journey with the lorry. And it all was fantastic. So... I was just about to say, apart from that, I think me week has been pretty much uneventful. Um, but then I did remember Sunday evening and it was about 10 o'clock and I was driving me little car along Eglisell Road and um, I noticed these lovely blue flashing lights behind me. So I pulled in there by the cemetery and this had a lovely little chat with this policeman that, um, I mean, to be honest, I innocently accidentally I think you might say or unwittingly maybe a little bit on purpose might have slightly altered the spacing on the letters of me number plate a little bit but I thought nobody would notice that and but he did so he did point out that um, I shouldn't really have done that and uh, we had a lovely little chat and um, it's now being altered tomorrow I've got it getting it sorted now but um yeah, I've had seven and a half years of um, going round. I'm gutted, really, because I thought it looked absolutely brilliant. thought it looked class, but um, gutted about it. But there we are. And um, then when he walked away, he's getting his car. Mabin leaned forward. She was in the back seat. And she said, doesn't he realise who you are? Which did make me chuckle. But um, I th I've only ever had one other brush with the law. I think that's what they say. And that was again with me car. And I was, I don't think I've talked about this before on previous podcasts, but I i think I was 18. I, I was working with father then. And I had a, a Mark 1 Escort. I know I've mentioned that before. Lovely blue one. FAF334L was the number plate. Got it off Brian and Vera Bear up around the corner from me. And of course, back then, musical horns was um, popular. 
like you had Dukes of Hazard, they had a musical horn and everything. So my Uncle Ken, he lived down the road from us. He put in a musical horn for me, which was fantastic. And mine was John Brown's Body. And that's nothing to do with the window cleaner that was around. But the tune, I expect you remember it. Dee, 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 That one there. So, of course, I would come home from work every evening and I'd just come round the corner of Glen Road and I'd usually give it a little belt, play the tune. Fantastic. Mother would know I'm on the way home. Anyway, this one, summer's tea time. I come round the corner, I did it, and my heart sunk. Now, just up halfway up the road before our house, on the right-hand side, was Molser Supplies. They used to supply alcohol, old sailors they were. And just coming out of there were two policemen with their jam sandwich parked outside, traffic car. So I thought, oh, no. So anyway, I innocently drove up and parked outside the house, and I opened the door, and I heard their voice behind me. So I thought, oh, here it goes. So anyway, they was just starting to to tell me that perhaps I didn't use my horn for the purpose that it should be used, and, um, you know, I wasn't to do it again. And then the front door opened, a mother appeared. And, of course, the reason for this was that these two policemen was um, giving me a, a little talking to, and I think Mother was worried what the neighbours would think. So <laughs> she said to the, the police, oh, can you come inside and talk to my son about this? And, of course, they said no. And then Mother let him have it. She let rip. And I was thinking, Mother, just shut up. Shut up. Don't, don't say no more. You're going to make it worse. But she started on him. Why don't you leave my little boy alone? Better fit you as out catching criminals. So I think, please be quiet, mother. Anyway, she did calm down and um, they just finished off giving me a reprimand. And then I remember I had then had to, to go up. Um, they asked me to, to take me documents up to Weybridge Police Station within the, the following five days or something and everything would be fine. Can't remember who was on the station up for a time. Might have been Tony Wills. I can't remember, but um, yeah, all was well anyway. But um, yeah, so that did bring back memories of that this week. I tell you. So there we are. So I think for me, Cornish word of the week to tie in with that, I'll do police, and that's Kreslu. Kreslu. That's a Cornish word for police. So. I think that's about it for this week. Um, a little bit shorter, but um, next week I'm open. I think I've got another interview lined up with another local um, person here from Wade Bridge. So um, a bit quieter at work next week, so I'm open to slip that in. And this Saturday, tis Sod's Law, we've had um, two party invitations clash. Well, I'd already um, said yes to one we we might try and get back to the second one if we can we try our best but the first one will be class i won't go no more into detail now but it's going to be a unique party i've never been to one like it before so um all things being well i will talk about that next week as well as doing another interview but um i wish you all a, a good week and um i'll speak to you next week so wish you well do Guinness. Kernobus Vicken.